Mr. McCaffrey had some thoughts on the notion that all running backs decline rapidly in the second half of their 20s, early 30s? Well, if that's the case, I got a few more years left. You know, I'm 25 and uh, still feel great. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm young, I'm healthy. Like I said, I've, I've, uh, I've never gone into a game feeling bad. And, and, and honestly, man, I, that stuff's for the birds. You know, that's for, that's for Twitter. That's for social media to talk about and for the talk show host to talk about. And, and we're going to talk about it. Finest hour. Raise a glass with your hosts, Paul Pedro and Zach Tripp. This is Dynasty Gridiron Radio. Running backs are absolutely critical, in my opinion, to winning a Dynasty championship. And right now, they are one of the most intriguing positions to evaluate when it comes to making trades. We've talked about in recent episodes how right now is an interesting time for dynasty owners because maybe if you have some advanced knowledge of the upcoming draft, you can get into a position with a pick by trading an aging player that maybe you won't be able to get into as we get a little bit closer and you know more stuff comes out to the public about who these guys are. And so today, you heard from Mr. McCaffrey and his take uh, <laughs> on this. Today, I really want to talk about it. I want to talk about, in particular, using CMC as an example. I want to talk about how to evaluate these scenarios. Paul he, has CMC on his team. so Yeah, he, he, I'm in this position he's right in, now. He's, he's in your position. I have, two hour, trip, I have two hours. I have an exploding trade offer. I have two right hours. Now? Right now. And sleeper app? On the clock, baby. Are we going to get I'm to hear wa- where this trade is? I'm watching the seconds tick off the sleeper app's little bomb is it, signal. Is it right an now. actual legitimate offer, or is it just somebody throwing you? Uh, it's a legitimate offer. And, I, okay. and like any savvy dynasty owner or CMC owner should be doing right now after two injury-plagued seasons, age 25, running back, Yeah. for all the reasons people talk about, you kind of have to at least shop him. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I think it's the right move. I would have him on the trade block 100% if I was in your position. But at the same time, you have to kind of hold fast, at least in my opinion, to getting good value back for a guy like that because we talk about certain guys being outliers, certain guys being the the person who can buck the trend a little bit. Adrian Peterson coming yeah. back off an ACL injury, great yeah. example. Incredible. Right? McCaffrey's already bucked the trend, like with his single season, like outlier season. <laughs> right, that 2019 season, yeah, was incredible. He, I look back at the past RB one seasons. Okay, and it's funny if you go to twenty, if you go to 2018. So we'll start in 2018 when, believe it or not, Christian McCaffrey finished third overall with 336 points. Todd Gurley that year 
had wow. 343 was the RB1. Of course, we all know what East. happened to Todd Gurley, though. He's the notorious fall guy for this. He's like almost what created this notion of, you know, don't pay running. He didn't maybe create it, but he definitely brought it to fruition. When I inherited a team in this dynasty league because I didn't get to draft my own team, Todd Gurley was my top asset. And I, wow. yeah, I traded him away for two second round picks to Carlos. Carlos, he might have got me on a, a trade this year, but uh, I think two two second round picks for Gurley. Uh, that was a, a good deal for my wow. for my roster. <laughs> yeah, that's and it's incredible if you think about the season that he had in 2018. That the next year he was still not getting you a first rounder. Yeah, shows maybe that just says something about our league. Yeah devaluing them and then 2019 of course is the the epic christian mccaffrey season where he's got 13 almost 1400 rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards 15 rushing touchdowns four receiving touchdowns if you had christian mccaffrey on your fantasy team that year and you you didn't didn't win win the championship (laughs) i'm sorry yeah i'm sorry that that happened to you that is that's tough what are you doing think that might be one of the greatest running back seasons of all time if not the greatest running back season oh, easy. For fantasy ever obviously the passing game is a huge part of that which is interesting as we evaluate christian mccaffrey more. that is the outlier part that is what makes the season out of this world in 2020 so 415 fantasy points and a half point ppr for christian mccaffrey in 2019 in 2020 alvin Kamara finishes first with 338 and in 2021 We've got Jonathan Taylor, as as most people are familiar with. He finished East. with with three fifty three in comparison. East, yeah. So, I have been offered the fifth overall pick. Okay. In the upcoming rookie draft mm. for Christian McCaffrey, I've also been offered from a different person pick eight okay. and a second rounder. Okay. Hmm. Uh, going into it, I said to myself. Probably can't consider it unless it's two firsts. Okay. However, my team is very young. And that's an important piece of this. And I also can kind of afford to take that hit. So it makes me consider it more. The other thing that made me consider it more was I don't think our league, our league overvalues first round picks. I don't have one this year. I have two next year. They overvalue first-round picks, and they're really hard to get. And I think for they me, are. getting a top-five pick with the talent I have on my team now, you know, I hate to toot my own horn here, but I don't think I don't think it's going to be easy. And the other first-round pick that I have next year, that team's pretty darn good too. You have a young core, right? So you you have to consider this, and the structure of the team is important. It is. It, it is. It changes what you would do with this player. Two two teams in exact opposite positions are not going to do the same thing with this player. It's not that clear-cut, straightforward value. Right. Right, and and as you see in the league right now, running backs aren't getting the big contracts anymore. Christian McCaffrey was one of the last ones to get one. People are being a little more cautious. General managers are being a little more cautious. Crazy. We always talk about it being important to take note of what GMs are doing and what the actual transactions happening around the league tell you. And that's the writing on the wall there. And so this is a tough call for me. This, The point I'm trying to make is 
I really had to consider this one. I spent spent some time in a church recently. Unfortunately, it was a funeral. Um, I don't like funerals. You know, they're tough. You don't want to you don't want to think too much. You don't want to cry in public. So you kind of have to think about something else. And me being the fantasy football nerd that I am, I'm sitting there for an hour looking for a sign from God whether or not I should accept this Christian McCaffrey trade that I've got on my docket here. Does that? I'm sorry. Sorry, Lord. Dynasty is life trip. What can I say? Paul, it <clears throat> doesn't matter where you are in the world, <laughs> in a church, in a zoo, in a goddamn treehouse, I don't think you should be considering this fifth-round pick for Christian McCaffrey. You don't think so? Especially with some of the players you told me you were thinking about with pick number five. It's wild that you were considering them. If you take these two players and get rid of the draft pick, you're just comparing two players. You told me who earlier, which running back, would you be all right with that number five? I think I'd be okay with Isaiah Spiller or Kyron Williams. So you're basically taking those two players and holding them up next to Christian McCaffrey. Right, and a 25-year-old Christian McCaffrey that's been hurt for the last two years. And valuing which one you would want more. Yes, and listen, Christian McCaffrey is going to be a better player next year, probably for the next two years, okay. maybe, than either of those guys. But I do think that those two guys, the other three wide receivers, I could use a wide receiver. I think, and, and, and let me just say, before I dive into this more, let me just say there's really three parts to this that I dove into. The value of the return, and that's what we're talking about right now, State of my team, we touched on that. And then it's all about Christian McCaffrey and his future, <laughs> right? So I trust that Paul has done a lot of research on this one person. I'm telling you since what whenever I'm that tell person you. offered who's pick five, Pat, right? Yeah. Whenever that trade got offered, I'm I'm pretty confident that Paul's been researching this this guy for quite some time. Yeah, everything and anything that there is to to possibly know. So if you're wondering I, about whether to trade him, we got the info. <laughs> yeah, if you're a Christian McCaffrey owner, you got to tune in. If you're an Alvin Kamara owner, if you're an Aaron Jones owner. Applicable information. Right. Even Zeke Elliott, Joe Mixon. Mm. There are a lot of guys in that 25, 26, 27-year-old range that are studs. What do we do? You have to go through this same process of evaluate your return, the state of your team and your current asset and the value of the return for me, I am confident in my own picks. And so you maybe wouldn't go for pick five overall, but for me, I can maybe turn that into a little something. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's a tough place to be, but it's a tale as old as time. You got to know when the whole, Simple, that's, that's what age I'm old advice. It is. That's what I. That's what I'm trying to figure out here. Um, but to go back to your earlier point, the five guys that are in my head, looking at this, are Isaiah Spiller, Brees Hall, Kyron Williams, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, no Kenneth Walker. Drake London. 
Wow. Like, I think I'm probably drilling heavy into those guys and trying to figure out who I want to target out of that or or could be happy knowing that one of them's going to fall. And And here's the other thing. Exciting prospects. The value of the return you also have to factor in. If Christian McCaffrey in our league goes out and performs next season for the first six games in a row and he's got 10 to 30 points every game, Oh, easy. Is anybody going to even be in a position at that point to give too much up then for him? I like that. I like that point. Right? Yeah. What's the What's the directional trend of his value? It's going to go down from here. And if I'm being offered what I'm mm. being offered now, okay, can a good season change that? Now we've got some insight into what Paul is thinking. He thinks his value is going to go down from here i don't well i didn't say that <laughs> i just said that's a, how you have to look at it okay i was looking at uh josh jacobs like that a lot this year too i thought that he could probably do really well for mcdaniels at the beginning and then um put up some big games and he might be like an early season uh sell target right they, they rotate a lot of players in and out usually in mcdaniels offense so He's got the talent. He's going to put up big numbers. And uh, he might be the player that would follow that kind of path that you were concerned about with CMC. That's why I'd be monitoring for that situation. Right. And and players have followed it in the past. When I looked, you know, we talked about those seasons and the R, who the RB1s were and Todd Gurley. You know, Saquon Barkley was in that mix when he did that in 2018. And then if you look at 2019 and you look at the top five, Wild. Christian McCaffrey, who comes in number one as his career is on that upswing, and Ezekiel Elliott, who was Elliott, who was sixth in twenty eighteen, are the only two in the top five the following year. Beasts. When you switch to the next year, you've got Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook who pretty much achieve it. And then the following year, you've got Jonathan Taylor. And that's it. Zeke Elliott's a little bit of an outlier in that he was able to stay within that top 10 that whole time. But year on year for the last four years, you've only had two people or less be able to crack the top five two consecutive years. That's a crazy statistic. Crazy turnover. Isn't that wild? Now, so how do you identify an outlier? <laughs> <laughs> How do you figure out, I mean, you heard, if you listen to Christian McCaffrey talk and you listen to the people around him and what they say about him and you look at where he comes from, a lot of that falls into the, the pro category instead of the cons category. So we've heard about, you know, the value of the return, uh, the state of your team. What else do you look at when you're trying to predict the future of your asset? Well, definitely, you know, I said his background falls in the pros category. Definitely not the case for everybody, right? Alvin Kamara just got arrested. So that's a spot where you got to do a little bit more digging. I might have checked out Olivia Culpo's uh, social media more than I like to admit. Uh, not because she's good looking. Had nothing to do with it. Strictly Christian McCaffrey research. Um, and all she talks about is how hard he works. So that's a nice sign. 
I don't know if Olivia Culpo in general and being on social media <laughs> when looked at as a whole is potentially a great sign, but um, it's part of the evaluation. And it's not a huge part, but it's got to be a part. The other things I do is, you know, look, I'm scouring the internet for news. I'm trying to find all the reports, trying to consolidate what everybody's saying about them, listening to our podcast, listening to other podcasts, listening to rankings. You got to check out all the dynasty sources that are out there and sort of get an overall background. And his January 10th press conference. I watched the whole press conference. How's he answering these questions? That quote that I included at the beginning of the show, that was in response directly to the trend of running backs in the last couple of years, which I thought was one of the more interesting bits that, of things that he had to say more importantly he talks about his own training regimen maybe lightening up for the first 12 13 weeks postseason instead of coming into otas super super ready to roll having the entire um you know off season to get game ready which is something chris not every player does but christian mccaffrey always did talks about coming in ready but being prepared to ramp up after ostas start look he's a professional athlete who seems to really, really love football, and that's what it's going to eventually come down to, I think, with Christian McCaffrey is, and that's why I check out the stupid shit too, like his social media, because with him, does he, he's got money. Does he want to keep playing football? Does he care about risking his body for another two, three years to win a championship? And is he comfortable where he is in Carolina? I mean, the biggest piece, one of the biggest pieces of your assets' values or your assets value is the position of their team. Yeah, absolutely. You have to look at the lay of the land with your dynasty roster, but also, uh, you know, the dynasty roster of the player who's involved in the trade. You mean the, no, the NFL team roster of the player involved in the trade. Yeah. Yeah. So Panthers <laughs> divisions looking <laughs> sorry right now. There's been some big uh, exits from the, NFC South. Right now, we got the starting quarterbacks, Blaine Gabbert, Jameis Winston. <laughs> is that who's is that who's Blaine Gabbert, the guy in uh, Tampa He was the right number now? one pickup in the waiver wire. Over Trask? This, I don't even t- know. Today, I, he's, he's I'm training assuming right now, he's yeah. on the Bucks. I don't even know. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert, <laughs> Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan's got to be the most you know, high end option there, and then you got Sam Darnold. So the division, the division's weak. That doesn't mean the division, yeah. the, the, the defenses are weak, but but it means there's an opportunity maybe for the Panthers who have a high draft pick. They have a lot of skill players on offense. Uh, Terrace Marshall, we still didn't even really get to see yet. Uh, we can't wait to see what he does next year. A lot of young tight ends and DJ Moore, who I think is uh, undervalued. He's a, a elite receiver. So um, well, and I think. That's a good point because I think taking the pressure off of Christian McCaffrey will help him actually from a dynasty performance standpoint, staying healthy and being consistent. And I don't think he's going to be one of those guys you have to worry about not getting enough points in a game. Yeah, he's in an interesting spot for me because on one hand, if I have him on my roster, I want him to get all the touches. But I also get a little nervous when he touches the ball so much because he's just had such a heavy workload already. Right. 
Yeah, and it's tough. I mean, like we said with running backs, you're really taking a beating. Christian McCaffrey said it in that press conference I referenced that you really can't stop a 300-pound guy from rolling up on you, Um, which is what happened. And I'm curious uh, about your take specifically on the high ankle sprain. I've heard some, and I, of course, I even did some research on high ankle sprains. <laughs> and it's interesting because some people say, oh, it's just an ankle sprain. And some people just say, you really could be underestimating the severity of a high ankle sprain. Sounds like maybe it varies. Yeah, Ooh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, how unstable those ligaments get, what type of rehab they can do, you know, what type of soft tissue is there originally. Christian McCaffrey is a high-end, out-of-this-world athlete, and that's going to apply to his recovery as well. So he's going to have a really good chance at recovery. Um, but suspect for other future injuries is more a concern right. of mine than just recovering from this one injury, just having you know, all these other things happening in his body over time, accumulating, um, just seeing things pop up more regularly would be my concern rather than this one ankle sprain kind of holding him out. Interesting. Yeah. I always like your take on the injuries because you do some, some work with the old spinal, uh, spinal area in your profession. Yeah, I, regular day job. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting to think about when you mentioned the division, it's interesting to think about where, the Panthers stand as far as could they take that next step? Because I think if he's, and that's if he stays in Carolina, if he does, I I don't think the outlook is too bad for the Panthers just based on what's happened to the division recently. Mm -hmm. And if the Panthers are able to get a decent quarterback, if they take Pickett at six overall, and it pans out even a little bit in that first year, you've got a rookie quarterback who, you know, tends to rely a little bit on the check down more than, uh, more than most. And that can be Christian McCaffrey. And he's often open when he's running wide receiver routes. And sure. there could be something there. There's rumors that he might get traded. He's certainly a trade target, both in fantasy football, dynasty leagues and the NFL. Yeah. I think, I feel like there's a pretty good chance that Kenny Pickett ends up in the South on one of these teams. I could see him going to actually any four of these teams. Um, but, I, you know, I, I like the Panthers as, as a spot for him. Certainly po poised with the draft position. Yeah, the Saints, the Falcons, the Bucks, like any of these teams could take him. So um, maybe a higher chance that he ends up in this division than elsewhere. But in terms of... All if, quarterback needy. Yeah, if... Kershaw McCaffrey gets traded. Um, you got to think that he's going to a contender with a lot of other skill positions already established. So maybe he's a little bit more of a safer dynasty asset. Like if I'm looking two, three years ahead, I like that trade. But if I want to win this year, I want to see him have that dominator, target share, carries, high level. So maybe that doesn't translate to long-term success. But if I'm trying to win a title this year i want him to stay on the panthers because he's already established himself as that guy in the locker room right. and on the field right and rumor rumors that maybe it's it's teams all the teams that are rumored to potentially be interested in him are a little bit more established like the bills the chiefs where they'd have other assets in the offense 
So that's it's an interesting. You got to kind of search the rumor mill for whether or not there's smoke there as well. You have to look at his contract situation. It's tough. I got a tough decision on my hands because I, <laughs> like I said, I like some of the guys that I could get here, um, in the 2022 class in the top five. Da, na, na, <sighs> na, na, gotta make na. a call. Gotta make a call. I, I think. I, I think I'm rolling with him. Hey, I'm rolling with you, CMC. Wow, okay. I'm taking you. So the trade is denied. The trade's declined. Sorry, Pat Ray. I'm sorry. I'm I'm taking him. He's not that sorry. Taking him to the chip this year. I, I just have to do it. I gotta I gotta roll with my guy. There's such a good chance. He has to be so determined to bounce back. He's determined. I don't I don't know if I feel confident in him, but I also don't want to just take the fifth overall pick for him. He has such a pedigree and such you know, promise or maybe or may potential to have one or two of these years that win a championship. Right. I need a haul. So, yeah. you know. And I, I have, and talk about state of my team too, I got two first-round picks next year to kind of restock the cabinet with before I give anything up. So you're not in a rush for picks. So I'm not in a rush for picks. It's a good I place to be. three last year. So even though I don't have one this year, that's five over three years. That's not. That's not a terrible way to build a squad. No. Yeah, I think that a hold is probably the right call right now. As a CMC owner, you know, I don't think you're going to get a ton quite yet. So you don't want to trade him away for that, but he's also going to produce this year. So you, you want right. to hold him. Um, I I said at the beginning that I wanted two first-round picks at least, and at that point I'd evaluate it. And at some point in the process – throughout last season because I was thinking about this for a while. It's a tough position to be in holding yeah. on to him right now because he's has so much value. What do I do with if him? If he's healthy, right. Yeah. It's it's huge boom. Or right bust. now when he has the unknown. Is he gonna be healthy? Is he not going to be healthy? So Right. So the thing you can always do, fantasy managers, uh, is you know, if you get blown away, maybe you take the offer. If you don't, I'm lucky in that I've got the handcuff. So if he goes down, I still have the running game. It's not Christian McCaffrey. Chuba Hubbard's not exact, exactly the greatest player of all time, but it's it's going to give me an asset regardless throughout the season. So that's part of it. But I'm in a position where I've got Justin Herbert, Jamar Chase, Cam Akers, Javante Williams, guys who are young but guys who can win now. I'm pairing that with Mike Evans and Christian McCaffrey. And I'm taking it to the bank, my friend. CMC, don't let me down.